0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Success Show, where I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Malouf. Hi, Matt. How's it going?
1: Well, Bob, and yourself? I'm
0: really well, thank you. We've been flat out busy, both you and me, the last few weeks, up-leveling. Absolute.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and braving the... It's very chilly here in Sydney today, but... Uh, it is. But we've got a hot topic that we're going to be talking about.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So one of the questions, I mean, I, I hear this quite a bit at Virtual Angel Hub, but I also see it online and I've I've heard it from people I've spoken to who've had VAs or virtual teams before. What if my amazing like let's say you have an amazing VA that just does epic work for you is a massive asset to your business, and then they tell you that they're resigning. For whatever reason, they may be going back to study or whatever they've announced to you that they're resigning and you go into this total panic mode of, oh my God, what am I going to do now? Because this person um, is such a huge part of my business and knows all the processes and what we do. Um, And I find this really interesting because in my business, you know, I often move people around. I promote people. Thankfully, nobody's ever really left me, but people often very quickly have to be moved into new roles, which means that I can't have a situation where they're indispensable in the previous role, so Matt. I'm really interested to talk to you about this as a business coach in how, you know, how can people not fall into this trap of having somebody who is indispensable, I guess, in their business, and then you're left in chaos if they leave.
1: Yeah, and uh, it was a really interesting conversation we were having just before the show. But you, you know, I think that the person that put this best is probably Michael Gerber in the E Myth about you've got to create a turnkey business a business that can operate without you. And I think that any time in business where knowledge is held with a person without documented systems or processes, it's, it's risky. And um, I know, Bob, what I see a lot of is business owners holding a lot of the IP in their head and doing things just naturally in the na- natural course of business. Then they, they bring a, a team member on, And what they do is they download their brain into the team member's brain without getting it all documented. So really, all you're doing is transferring the risk as opposed to de-risking
0: the business. And you know what I find as well? You know, sometimes when a client comes to us and, you know, we have a very high success rate, as you know, and sometimes the client gets the VA and they're just blown away. Not always, but often in cases, they can be blown away by this person. And they get really excited and just dive straight into the work. And the VA starts doing massive, epic work for them. And they forget that actually still, it's probably a good idea. In fact, it's definitely a good idea to still pause for a bit so that you can get your operational um, thing documented and in in such a format that you can grow and that you you can then promote that person and slot another person into the role very quickly later. Or if they leave in this case, um, that you're not in chaos.
1: Absolutely. You know, one of the rules we have in in our businesses is that if there's a task that's going to be done more than twice, uh, it must be documented. It must be documented, even if it's just a simple little task, because it enables me to sleep well at night knowing that if someone chooses to leave, something happens, whatever it may be, that there's a written documented process that somebody else can slot into and you know it may be that it takes them a little bit longer or there's a bit of retraining and the like but that's that's actually the the, the that's the value in your business I think it was one of our early shows Bob, when we had Dan Norris I said I think he said that the the responsibility of the business owner is to build and create the systems or the machine which is the business and and that's this is how you um, limit the impact of an amazing person leaving I mean the reality is, If you've got an amazing person in your business and as you said earlier for whatever reason they choose to move on that's always going to hurt you know they're 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 bringing value they're they're probably enjoyable person to work with and alongside um so that's always going to hurt what you don't want is for you to feel like your business is going to come crashing down or or to a screaming halt because this person moves on
0: absolutely yeah
1: the business should never be dependent on any one person in any specific role. Everyone, the mindset to adopt here is that everybody is replaceable, including yourself.
0: Yeah, and I think you've made a very valid point there that, you know, if you want to build, I mean, a business is an asset, and you're supposed to, the idea of building a business is not just building an income stream, you're building the, a valuable asset that even, and actually Michael Gerber says this in his book, that it should be built like something that can be easily sold or franchised out 5,000 times, even if you never intend to do that, because that is the value of the asset. And if you have people in roles that um, they own all the IP, or, I mean, obviously there can be specialists in that, but it is much better to actually create the business as its own entity and people can slot in and out of different areas pretty easily. I mean, I think that's pretty easy to do personally. But it does take a sense of, um, you know, if you can't slow down, so let's say people that are just running a million miles an hour and they've hired a VA and it's going great. Well, what I would say to those people is potentially then, maybe you allocate two hours a week where you guys sort of just recap on the things that were done for the week and try and at least make a list of things that need to be documented and then start the process of slowly chipping away at them and every week doing one process map. That can actually work over six months.
1: Absolutely, and I think also too, and, and you've mentioned it a couple of times. It's in that slowing down. I think at times we are moving so for, so fast forward that um, we don't realise that there is actually power and speed in slowing down. Um, when you take the time to document, um, systemize, what you'll find is number one, you'll get efficiencies in the process. You'll 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 you'll. In reviewing and documenting your processes, you'll see that there's better and faster and more efficient ways to do things. Secondly, is um, it can now, things can be replicated uh, a lot faster and more consistently. So the delivery of your product or service is going to be um, more consistent, which is going to lead to happier customers, mm-hmm. which is probably going to lead to greater referrals and bigger business growth. And it's counterintuitive thinking, but it It happens time and time again. And when you commit the time to making this happen, it does produce dividends.
0: Oh, 100%. And, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking to myself, the majority of people, actually including myself, even though I don't mind creating processes, but I would probably prefer to stick needles in my eyeballs than do it because most people feel that way about doing it. And I was actually speaking to one one of your clients recently who said to me, oh, my God, Barbara! I've just spent the last month doing putting all like just nailing down processes and I've been like stuck in my cave just doing systems and processes. And I've hated every second of it. And he said, but the funny thing is, since since that moment, I'm spending like massive amounts less time in the business and I'm now freed up to spend time on the business than ever before. So, guys, listeners out there, I know, like we know this is actually not particularly uh, enjoyable an exercise. But if you're running a business, the reality is that you're building something. Otherwise, you're just running a job, as we've said many times before. And while sometimes income is your biggest driver, um, especially in the early days when you're trying to keep income going, you need to carve out a little bit of time somewhere in your week to focus on building um, this, what I call, internal leverage um, in your business, so that it can, it can be leveraged. The machine itself can be leveraged, then later through you know um, sales and marketing, all the things that you're going to do to actually grow it. Otherwise, you get the bottlenecks when you try and Absolutely. grow.
1: And and it's interesting. Um, part of what I wrote about in the Stop Doing List book was around the, that KRC model, the knowledge, responsibility, control, and talked about how you know the person who who has the most knowledge about a task or area of the business can be responsible and hence control it. If you want to prevent the boomerang of these tasks having to come back to you if someone moves on, what, having systems in place and then documented training processes to train people in the systems is going to enable you to move quickly to, to insert somebody else into that role, train them up and ensure that those tasks don't come back to you.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we, we, we've had a situation a while ago where a client did fall into this kind of... I mean, you know, it's a very common trap that clients fall into and the particular VA did decide to move on. And that person just couldn't... like. I mean, and we've got a lot of success um, in transitioning to new VAs for clients that go through this kind of transition. We've got a whole transition process and support thing for the client. But this client in particular had sort of avoided this for so long that we can't even do a transition. And they've gone into total panic and decided that they just don't want another VA and they're just going to go back to doing it themselves, which is very sad for us to see because that person is going to go through another year probably of pain to try to, and and just peddling and and all the things we don't want to be doing in business. So it's a huge lesson when it happens to you um, if somebody leaves you like that, but it's probably a painful lesson to learn. But if you see the lesson in it, Um, people can move on and create a better business actually from learning it.
1: So I think if we were to sort of talk about a few key takeaways Mm. today, Barb, like I think for me, number one is to minimise the impact of of a great person in your business moving on, you've got to have documented systems that are used. I think, um, I I know a lot of companies will have documented systems but they're never never referenced, uh, they're not up to date And hence, they're they're actually um, uh, irrelevant when it comes to trying to get somebody uh, into that role again. So I think number one is up-to-date and current systemization and documentation. Um, I think number two is understanding that you, you need to slow down in order to speed up. And if you don't make the time or take the time to document And unpack every single role in the business right down to the simplest task, uh, then you're exposing yourself. And when somebody leaves, and it's inevitable, people grow and move and you're not going to be able to support this person on their career path forever. So it's inevitable that people will leave and move on. You want to be prepared and feel bulletproof to that. And for me, number three is really that that, uh, point of, if the task is going to be done more than twice, it should be documented for somebody to be able to pick it up and run with it.
0: Absolutely. You know, and I I was thinking as you were talking there that I think the reason a lot of clients avoid that sort of thing is because, like I said, most people don't like doing it. You know, it's just, it's not the enjoyable part of the business. But It it eradicates the other less enjoyable things that happen later if you just knuckle down and do this. And it is actually an essential part of building a business, whether people like it or not. That is kind of the, the, you know, some of the tasks involved in, in, in building an asset or building something that is a business that works not necessarily without you, but isn't so reliant on you or reliant on any particular person. And as, you know, as, as you talk about a lot, Matt, it makes a more, more valuable asset in the end for those people who are looking to build something that is scalable and saleable. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Matt, that's been great. You know, like I said, this is a common thing I see online, people commenting about it. I hear about it. We've got clients that go through it. and we just It, it, it becomes frustrating, I guess, for me, and I'd say for you as a coach, when you keep sort of telling people this, but sometimes they don't realize until um, it happens how important it is to kind of do this before um, it happens and to get organized. And and I would even suggest to some people, if you're looking to bring on a VA or a virtual team or start this sort of outsourcing thing in particular, I would actually advise, it might be, you might be better off um, deploying your cash and your resources and your time initially for a couple of months to get this stuff right before you even bring someone on, because otherwise it's chaos when they come in.
1: Absolutely. Or or the other the other part of that, uh, which is probably option two to what you're talking about there, is understand that in the initial pieces of the engagement with a person, that their time is going to be heavily spent unpacking your brain and putting it onto paper.
0: And that can be three months, Eas- easily, easily three months of actually just unpacking. So yeah, it's being realistic about that. So, guys, if you've got any comments on this or if you've gone through this yourselves, we'd love to hear about it. You can um, let us know over on the Virtual Success Facebook group if you want to join that. The conversation's going on over there. Or leave us a review and a rating on iTunes and you can comment there. We'd love to hear your thoughts um, on this particular situation or on any other shows that you'd love us to do. So, Matt, I think that's a pretty good short and sharp show for today.
1: I think so, too. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Virtual Success Show. If you found this show helpful, take a moment to share it with a friend so that we can all grow together. Find out more about the inside scoop on outsourcing success by going to our website, virtualsuccessshow.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.